The Insulone Podcast is brought to you by Cybionics, an emerging CGM brand that focuses on simplifying how individuals aged 18 and above monitor and control their blood sugar levels. Upon becoming available on the market, the Cybionics GS1 CGM has helped users worldwide navigate the complexities of diabetes management with more confidence and peace of mind. Thanks to Cybionics, now more people are able to view and share their real-time glucose data, receive customizable glucose alarms, and generate full AGP reports, all directly from an intuitive Cybionics app, empowering them with the necessary information to make better decisions about their health. Cybionics combines data accuracy and comfort of wear, which is important to us all, with a feature-rich app. The 14-day scanning-free and calibration-free Cybionics GS1 CGM aims to deliver reliable, seamless diabetes management experiences. For more, check out CybionicsCGM.com. This is the Insulone Podcast, where I, own Costello, try to redefine diabetes. In this week's episode, if you're listening at home and you're unsure of why your blood sugar is spiking when you eat protein or you don't know if you should inject for protein, you've probably been told you don't need to inject for protein, but that's not true. But before we get into that, everything you hear on the Insulon podcast is from my own personal experience. And if you have any worries or issues regarding your diabetes, please contact a medical professional. Now, let's get stuck into this episode. And we are recording. Graham, we're recording. Hello, rain, everybody. Rain, rain. Woo! Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Insulon Podcast, Redefining Diabetes. Thank you for joining me for another episode. As always, I'm excited to do what I can to try and redefine diabetes in any way I can. Graham. Feels good to be back. Feels good to be home. So it does. Mm. Can I just say, I have obviously not been here for a while because you've been having some fantastic guests on the podcast. I want to do a special shout out to Chris Rudin. I'm telling you, when I was sitting down and listening to that episode, I was, I felt like I could run a marathon after it, even though I could never run a marathon. He inspired me so much. But the biggest, the biggest shout out has to go to your dad. On last week's episode, what a special episode, especially considering it is World Diabetes Month. Like, Tom, God, he needs his own podcast. I'm sorry. <laughs> Owen, I'm sorry to say this, but he stole yeah. the show. You were merely his understudy. You were the comedian that comes on before the main event at a gig. Jesus, stop. You don't need to give And it's my fault because I'm trying to produce you, Owen. <laughs> yeah, I know. It was class. It was... I was saying to him, we should call it the Insult Tom podcast. After <laughs> I, I was listening back and I was like, wow, I was I was the weak link in that episode. But I suppose just guide him into what he had to say. But it was class. And I know he's listening again right now. So thank you, Father. Thanks, Dad. Greatly appreciated. Class episode. And yeah. I think obviously it was good for us to have that conversation because we had clearly spoken about those sort of things over the years. But it was in a diff- it was like a different environment doing it, doing it over over a webcam or over the mic. It's just different, and you can ask various questions that you might not have asked mm. previously. And I think, well, based off the feedback that I got from 
people this week, they loved it. You know, and particularly parents, because I know there's a lot of parents of of diabetics that listen to this podcast and they found a lot of value from it, which is great. So I was like, I'd love to get a parent on. Yeah. And then I was saying, well, my parents, <laughs> my parents are the parents of diabetics. So, yeah, it was a really, really good episode. And I was winding my mother up a good bit this week. Yeah. Being like, oh, you've 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 a lot to do now. You've it's going to be tough to top that one. And she was like, stop, stop, stop. Big <laughs> so act that'll be to an follow. interesting one. Big, big act to follow. And it's been a good few weeks for yourself because you have been spreading the good word of diabetes. Of course, you do it on your Instagram page and you do it on your podcast, but you're also doing it on the national airwaves. Since we last spoke, you've been on News Talk, which is the the prime talk show radio station in Ireland, and also Today FM, which is also another national radio station in Ireland on their biggest talk show as well. How did it feel to um, be speaking to a different audience as well, knowing that people who weren't aware of you uh, were listening to you talk about diabetes? Yeah, I love I love doing those sort of things, and that's always that's always one of the goals, kind of continually to speak publicly on those sort of things because. Obviously, the vast majority of people that listen to this podcast either are diabetic themselves, they have a diabetic child or a sibling or whatever it may be. So there's already some relation to diabetes. So the chances are they already know a bit about it, which is a good thing. Mm. But when I speak on radio shows like that and when I was on TV that time, it kind of gives me the opportunity, well, not me specifically, but just in general, it gives people the opportunity to hear about diabetes even if they don't have a relation to it because as we both know and anybody listening knows that the misconceptions that surround diabetes are just endless Mm. so it's very very important for me personally and it's important for other diabetics out there to have these misconceptions and myths steadily diffused so that they don't keep hearing the same crap yeah. each each day and each week. Going to first go to a couple of messages, emails and stuff, because we usually get straight into the podcast. And then by the time we get to the end, we realize, oh, we've talked too much and we don't have time to be doing the emails. So it is nice to get the emails because we appreciate when somebody sits down and takes the time out of their day to write an email into the podcast. So if you do have anything the insul owen podcast at gmail.com if any comments any questions anything at all we're going to kick it off with this one from toby from sweden he says hello owen and graham i am toby from gothenburg in sweden thank you for your podcast it's great and i learn new things every time i've just listened to your latest episode with chris wow what an inspiration he is you have had many great guests in the podcast but chris is for sure my favorite i learned a lot from him that I will take into my life and mindset. And you know what? When I was listening, I was thinking about that as well. I was like, it's more about, it's not not even about diabetes. And I was saying that to people mm. in my own work as well. I was saying, listen to this podcast because his general attitude is so inspiring and the way he approaches life with all the difficulties that he's already overcome. Toby goes on. I also want to say thanks for the episode when you talked about fiber. I know it's good, but I had no idea it was that important to my blood sugars. As I said, I learn new things every time. Have a great Diabetes Awareness Month. I'm already looking forward to the next episode. Take care. And that is from our man, Toby in Gothenburg in Sweden. Wow. Yeah, 
special special shout out to is it i don't know if it's toby or tob whoever it's, he yeah, so it. his actual name is t-o-r-b-j-o-r-n-k-v-i-s-t but he calls himself t-o-b-b-e so maybe it's toby or tob i apologize if i've butchered <laughs> well anyway look massive massive shout out to to i'll say toby for for for, <laughs> for the time being because any newsletter i send out he replies he listens to all the podcasts and just really, really nice guy. He's always engaging and I'm delighted that he's getting value from the podcast. He's benefiting from listening to them. So massive shout out to you, Tob, Toby, Tobjorn, however you pronounce your name. I really, really appreciate you. Well, we do have this idea that we want to talk to a diabetic in every single country in the world down the line. So uh, who knows? I think we have Sweden. Sweet Sweden's locked Checked in. off. Right, another one then. This turn is on. my chair. Get nice and comfy there. Yeah. Another one from John Music 06 on Instagram. He said, just listened to all 37 episodes over the last few weeks. That's what we're talking about, Tom. Uh, John, Tom is your dad. <laughs> and as a recently diagnosed type 1 diabetic, after being taught I was type 2 diabetic over the last two years, your podcast is excellent, very informative, and learned a whole lot just from listening to the podcast. Great job. Brilliant. Yeah, unreal. Amazing. I'm sorry to hear that you've been diagnosed quite recently, but welcome to the family. Welcome <laughs> it's uh, it's tough initially, so I completely understand the stress, the anxiety, the worry that can sometimes feel overwhelming. But I'm glad to hear that the podcast has helped. You will deal with it. No problem. I've no doubt that about that. So keep moving forward. And enjoy your new diabetic life. <laughs> uh, Toby or Tob, we apologize. Actually, can you email us and do a phonetical way of pronouncing your name? So if we talk about <laughs> yeah. you in the future, you can uh, we'll, we'll get it right. He was That's saying how we enjoyed breakdown. the Fiber podcast. And during the Fiber podcast, we were talking about protein as well. But he said it was too important to jam it all into one episode. So we're going to split it up. So here we are at number 38. How protein impacts your blood sugar Owen, protein, what is it all about? Talk to me. Protein for me is the king. (laughs) Protein is one of three macronutrients. So macronutrients are essentially nutrients that we need in larger quantities to provide us with energy. So these macronutrients are proteins, carbs, and fats. Okay? So when you go about your day, when you eat your food, you will be generally eating a lot of these three things. So protein itself is, as I said, a macronutrient, and it's made up of smaller molecules called amino acids. And these amino acids are responsible for the reactions and the processes of living cells. And as we all know, our bodies are made up of a lot of living cells. So I'll just give you like a general overview of what it is. So amino acids are joined together by peptide bonds now if you imagine beads on a chain that is essentially what amino acids are that's how they're connected together i remember that from biology class peptide bonds but i don't Mm. remember exactly what it is it rings a bell and i remember the beads remember yeah (laughs) i it'd be interesting to hear or to see if my biology teacher would ever listen to this to this episode because <laughs> well, i didn't know any never of this listened in class and now he's talking about peptide bonds <laughs> yeah exactly I, i'm gonna sound like a biology teacher now 
Anyway, so these amino acids can be broken into three different categories. Essential amino acids, there are nine of these that we must get from food. Non-essential amino acids, there are five of these that your body can produce itself. And then conditionally essential amino acids, there are six of these that should be supplemented under special circumstances. So if you are aging or you're overly stressed or you're ill, okay? So that's what protein is. But what's the function of it? So every cell in the human body has protein in it. So it's obviously very important. Protein does most of the work inside a cell and it's required for the function, the structure and regulation of our body's tissue and organs, right? But the main, the main roles or functions of protein are hormone production, building and maintaining tissue. And that's why protein requirements may be higher for children because they're growing or athletes or people who train frequently because they're tearing their muscles so often mm. and pregnant women because obviously they're creating a child inside of them. The next is enzyme production. So as you may or may not know, enzymes are a catalyst that speed up like metabolic reactions in our body. So they're needed for our body's function. Next one, transportation. And lastly, which leads us into the relevance of protein and diabetes, protein is a source of energy. So if you consume more protein than you need for building or maintaining body tissue or other bodily functions, your body can use it for energy. What I was always told, and I think probably vast majority of diabetics out there were told that protein doesn't affect your blood sugar. Because we all know that primarily carbohydrate is the main macronutrient that affects your blood sugar. That's why we carb count. That's why it's important we counteract the carbohydrate we eat with manually injected insulin but protein can and will affect your blood sugar so it does affect your blood sugar by a process called gluconeogenesis i'm getting very scientific now what's that so that's basically the break your body breaking down the protein into glucose all right so as we know when we eat carbohydrate our body will break that down released in the glucose that causes our blood sugar to spike essentially it's the same process with protein it's just a lot slower and less rapid so that's why even if you do eat protein and there isn't carbohydrate present you will likely still see a rise you with me graham yeah i'm st okay. staying with you do my very best good, good stuff <laughs> right so what are high protein foods? So obviously chicken, turkey, poultry, eggs, fish, beef, nuts, beans. Do you have what would be your favorite? I always opt for white, white meat, like chicken, turkey, white fish. Sorry, I asked you that question and then you, I forgot the obvious 12er every morning with your oh. eggs. The 12. Have I mentioned that in the podcast? You've yet? talked about it, but I think it's very, 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 very relevant now. Okay. That, this is the most important part of the podcast. <laughs> I start my day every day with a 12er. What is a 12er, you ask? 12 eggs. <laughs> 12 do, scrambled eggs. Do you take now out the yolks? Yeah. Now, it's not 12 full eggs with yolks because 
that would be very bad for you. <laughs> but <laughs> I have generally one or two egg yolks and then 10 or 11 egg whites, 12 in total. And w- would you put milk in there or just eggs? No, no, just eggs. How would you cook it? Scramble. But I, I use a bit of coconut oil on the pan. Pan it, okay. Whisk it up. Yeah. Throw it on. And whew. So you do your eggs in the frying pan? Mm. Ah, right, okay. I oh, was doing mine in, oh, do in, in, a, in a Don't pot. say the microwave. No, well, I used to do them in the microwave and work. And it used to stink oh, at work. It used to be I rotten. Hate, I used to get so angry. scrambled eggs in the microwave. So rubbery, but I had no other option. And uh, <laughs> Yeah. But I used to I do them in the pan, but I suppose the pan and, and the frying pan are the same thing. So you're, you're a 12 that, So that sets you up. So how would that 12 then affect your blood sugar levels? Would it be good for it? What, what's going on there? So like most things, carb counting, insulin sensitivity, insulin resistant, insulin resistance, these will all vary and depend from person to person. Every individual, every diabetic is going to be different in relation to their insulin requirements. But generally speaking, if you have 35 to 50 grams of protein, that will have a similar reaction to about 10 grams of carbohydrate. Okay. So I always judge it by if I'm having 35 to 50 grams, that's essentially going to equate to 10 grams carbohydrate. So I'll usually take one unit. Now, this can be difficult to understand because when you eat carbohydrate and sim- particularly simple carbs, it's going to be a very rapid and high spike and come back down. Whereas with protein, it's a very gradual spike. So slower digestion, gradual spike, easier blood sugars. Right. Okay. Are you with me? Yeah, no, definitely. Okay, good. So <laughs> it is, yeah, so it's just, it's different to carbohydrates. So yeah, you can essentially eat more protein than you can with carbohydrates and it can have the same effect. So 35 to 50 equals 10 in terms roughly, of Roughly. Yeah, yeah, okay. Roughly. Yeah. And it, obviously every person depends, but for you, that's your equation that you've found. Yeah. Okay. And that that's a good place to start. If you're unsure, like if, if you're listening at home and you're unsure of why your blood sugar is spiking when you eat protein or you don't know if you should inject for protein, You've probably been told you don't need to inject for protein, but that's not true because as we said, that buzzword gluconeogenesis is the breakdown of protein into glucose. And as we all know, glucose will spike our blood sugar. So why are people told that they don't have to inject for protein? Is it just a misconception or? I think so. I think it's just a misconception. I don't know. This is obviously coming from a very uh, like uneducated um, view, but is it because everyone's told Protein, protein, protein is good for you. So protein is the better food to go for. So you, uh, if you look up, if you eat loads of protein, you'll be fine. Is it that type of mentality where obviously if you're trying to build muscle, oh, just eat loads of protein. Would it be the same in terms of that in the diabetic world? Where in a world, in normal world, it's like, not normal world, but you know what I mean? Carbs are bad. You don't have carbs, you don't eat bread because you'll put on weight, but protein's really good for putting on muscle. Hmm. Has it kind of bled into the diabetic world where it's like well you gotta watch out for carbs but protein's good so you're okay i'm not entirely sure but what i would expect it has something got to do with is the fact that generally people are going to be eating a lot less protein than carbohydrate in their diet so when i say roughly 35 to 50 grams protein 
is going to equal to about 10 grams carbohydrate, maybe one unit of insulin. That's so low that people might not need to kind of include that in the diabetic equation. Yeah, yeah. Now, just to clarify, because you touched on it there briefly, one one of the biggest misconceptions within nutrition and particularly fitness world is that carbs make you fat. I just need to point out that that is just completely untrue. Then that stem from because I've heard you need a balanced diet of everything, and I I that famous saying I don't know if it's famous over in America, but no carbs before marbs, where people would nearly starve themselves of bread and potatoes and carbs if they were going on holidays because they wanted to look skinny, and then that just bled into popular culture of oh well I can't have carbs if I'm going on holidays, and then that just mm. became like a subconscious thing that carbs were bad for you. Just completely untrue. Yeah, one gram of carbohydrate is equal to one gram of protein in terms of calories, right? Now, to put it into context or to give you an example, if somebody is on a 2,000 calorie diet per day and that's made up of their three macronutrients, which are proteins, carbs, fats, if they, for whatever reason, go on a zero-carb diet, that's completely eliminating one macronutrient. So that is already... And probably more because most people's diet would primarily be made of carbohydrate. You're cutting out a full food group. So you could automatically be cutting out like 800, 900, 1,000 calories from your day if you continue to eat the same amount of fat and protein. And of course, if you're reducing your calories by that much, you're going to think that, whoa, it's because I didn't eat carbs. No, it's because you you lowered your calories drastically, mm. you know? Yeah. Let's go back to protein. What are the benefits of protein? So benefits of protein, fat loss, I suppose it kind of leads us in because we were just talking about it. So protein, much like fiber when we were talking about it in, in two or three episodes ago, is the highest satiating nutrient. So that means that when you eat protein that fills you up for longer, right? So if you're somebody who wants to lose fat or you're on like a fat loss journey, if you eat more protein, you will feel more full, but you'll still be able to lower your calories slightly to aid that weight loss. Make sense? Yeah. Protein's thermogenic effect, which basically means that the more protein you have and the more protein your body is digesting, the more calories you're burning at rest. So your body's working harder, Graham, to break down chicken and steak than it works compared to breaking down bread. So because your body's working so hard to break that down, that in itself is burning calories. Muscle building, that's another benefit. So when you go to the gym, when you want to build muscle, basically what happens is if you go to the gym and you do loads of chest press or push-ups or squats, whatever it is, when you work out those muscles, there are micro tears in your muscles that need to be repaired. And these micro tears are repaired by protein. So if you don't have enough protein in your diet, you're not going to be able to build and repair those muscles back bigger and stronger. I think I need more protein in my diet, though. <laughs> <laughs> you definitely need more fiber, like, like we were talking about the last time. Protein also helps boost your immune system. People don't know that. So 
Protein is key for forming every cell in our body and immune cells, like I had briefly spoken about earlier. So protein contains an amino acid that we were talking about too, called L-arginine, right? And L-arginine helps generate helper T cells. And helper T cells basically help the rest of your body identify what a virus looks like so that your immune system can produce specific cells to fight it off. Okay. So when you're eating protein, you're getting L-arginine. L-arginine helps produce helper T cells. These helper T cells can find a virus and basically say, get get him, get him, get that virus. And then that helps fight it off. Okay. I know it probably depends on person to person, but is there so much protein you should eat per day? Like what's the, the daily average? So obviously it's all relative in terms of gender, age, body size, body composition, hormone levels. These will all determine how much protein you need. But generally speaking, a good starting point or what you should aim for if you've no kind of specific fitness goal or strength or muscle gaining goal or fat loss, whatever it may be, is to aim for about 0.8 grams of protein per kilogram of body weight each day. Okay. So what do you what do you weigh, Graham? Let's do maths. In kilos, I'd say I am, let's just say 70 kilos. So generally speaking, 56 is kind of like your your baseline. But because you're going to- 56 grams of protein. Okay. All right. But because you go to the gym and because now we haven't been going, obviously that frequently with the virus, but because you want to build muscle and you're working out frequently and you're tearing those muscles, you want to repair them, you want to make them bigger and stronger, you can increase that because your body requires more. For instance, so if someone was 100 kg weight, their ideal protein would be 80 grams. That's if they don't want to make any sort of physical progress. Perfect, yeah. Now, it suggested that up to twice this amount would be consumed by physically active adults or athletes, right? So as I said, depending on the goal that you may have, you're going to want to increase your protein. Can you eat too much? You can eat too much of anything. Mm. <laughs> like <True. laughs> you, you don't, you don't want to fully rely on protein as the only macronutrient or the own, the only component in your diet, but digestive protein creates a byproduct called urea nitrogen, right? And your body basically flushes this, this out with water. So if you don't drink enough water, it can cause dehydration, but simple solution drink more water <laughs> and a, a lot of people don't drink as much water as they should isn't it two so liters th- or something like that? two to three liters i i have about so i've look at that bottle so i have a 1.5 yeah. liter bottle so that's a good way for me to measure it so i just drink two of them a day yeah but 99 percent of people that you speak to would rarely drink water yeah and it's so so important that's if you're listening well, to this it's free drink it's water huh from the tap it's free yeah exactly well it's free in ireland i know it's different in other countries but what's the story with uh protein supplements and diabetes is that safe is it okay to be having protein supplements this is probably one of the most asked questions i get particularly from from males on instagram being like how do i gain muscle or 
is it safe for me to take this protein? Is it safe for me to take that protein? Like everything else, moderation, as I said, but the number one priority for us is blood sugar management. Yes, it is safe if your blood sugar is well managed, but if issues occur, it's generally because you're not prioritizing your diabetes health. And it's just a tiny, 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 tiny percentage of the overall puzzle to get in shape. People put too much emphasis on supplements. That's not the case. It's the 1%. It's just the convenient addition to your overall nutri- like your overall nutritional plan. The more important things to consider first if you want to get in shape or build muscle are, as I said, your blood sugar management, your overall daily caloric intake, your training itself, the frequency, ensuring that you're always progressing with your workouts, sufficient protein throughout the day from just regular foods, sleep, rest, consistency, and number one, patience. Patience. It's a tough thing to have sometimes. Oh, it, Losing body fast and building muscle does not happen overnight. It's a very long process that needs consistent consistency, all right? And number one, patience, because it's not going to happen in two weeks. It's not going to happen in three weeks. So finding a way that you can enjoy your exercise, enjoy your training, that you can do that for an extended period of time, that's important. But that was a long-winded answer. To answer your question, yes, most protein supplements are fine. It's just a convenient way to get a chicken breast into you. Yeah, yeah. Except you're drinking it. (laughs) So protein is good. Protein doesn't cause a spike in your blood sugars. It's a gradual rise in comparison to carbohydrates. But carbohydrates are also good. Part of the macronutrients. You need it all as part of a balanced diet. Owen, again, thank you very much. I hope that uh, it educated you. I hope you learned something there. If you have any questions about protein, shoot us an email. The Podcast at gmail.com. I think we got a, a, a prize to give away, Owen. We do indeed, Greg. I we loved do. the video that you reposted on your Instagram of last week's winner winning the... <laughs> oh, so good. Winning the t-shirt. She was out for a walk by the by a lake. Yeah, I think she was out with her, her, her granny and her mother and they were videoing her listening to the podcast when I announced that she won, that she won the t-shirt. Oh, it was great. So all you have to do to win this is just show us that you are listening to the podcast during Diabetes Month by screenshotting it, put it on your Instagram story and tagging Owen in it. And Owen, do you have a winner for this week? I do. I do. Graham, give me a drum roll. Please give me a drum roll. A good one. A loud one. The winner is Robin Coker. Congratulations. Congratulations. I want the world to know how happy Robin is or something. Congratulations. Congratulations, Robin. And Robin is somebody who has listened to, I think, every episode of the podcast and probably shared it every week as well. So greatly appreciate you listening to the podcast oh i think i know robin's from dublin yeah yeah i've seen robin share them i think she listens to my radio show as well Woohoo! yeah robin's a legend so Double thank winner. you robin if you're listening i appreciate you and yeah thanks a million i'll send that t-shirt out to you asap two more t-shirts to give away on the oh. podcast 
all you gotta do. They're the hypoglycemia t-shirts. They're on Owen's Instagram if you want to have a look. He's put a he uh he got this model in to actually uh to wear it. Who was the model, Owen? Was it you? Oh, it was you. It was you. It was you. He wore them himself. He was modeling them himself on his Instagram page. Looking I wouldn't beautiful. say modeling, I'd say wearing. <laughs> I was just wearing one in a photo. Model. This guy, this guy's the real deal. So oh, if you want one, screenshot shows you're listening at Insel Owen on Instagram. And of course, just share, share, share. Get the word out there. Uh, huge increase in listenership over World Diabetes Month. And it's all thanks to you listening. I really, really, really thank you. Yeah, absolutely. I appreciate everybody listening. I hope you are benefiting from the podcast. A lot of people are. I really appreciate all the messages that you're sending me. So rate, comment, subscribe as always. Tell your friends, tell your mother, tell your granny, tell your dog. Everybody needs to know about diabetes. And I will chat to you soon. Bye. Bye.